0: Hey, this is John Lee Dumas of Entrepreneur on Fire. And I want to welcome you to the Game Changers podcast hosted by Michelle Dutro. I personally cannot speak more highly of the value of mentorship, and this podcast will bring you some of the best. If you want some inspiration back with strategy of how to make your vision a reality, stay tuned and prepare to ignite. Hello and welcome to the Game Changer Podcast. My name is Michelle Dutro. I am your host. And we have a lovely lady uh, with us today. I, I was literally, we're just talking and I said, I love your name. Not do I just love your name, but I love your name in reverse as it shows up on her email as Noble Brie. I, I i wish I, you know, I'd like to be called Noble Michelle. So her name is Brie Noble, but in reverse, you imagine how uh, classy and cool that is. Not a stage name, not made believe, married into it, All real. That said, this is our guest of today. She is an amazing woman. She's a musician. She's an entrepreneur. She's a speaker. She's got her own radio show. We're going to get into all of that. But here's the takeaway. Here we are at the time of year where we find ourselves at the peak of being busy and living a life of chaos and going a million miles an hour. And then we find ourselves coming into the new year where we all in the back of our head, whether we want to admit it or not, start thinking of New Year's resolutions. This show I'm hoping is going to reignite, re-inspire you to think about those things that maybe you put aside, those things that you thought you didn't have time for, the things that you think are going to take away from your life that I hope through these stories you realize when you start doing the things that you love and that you're passionate about, it actually reignites you to such a high level that it infiltrates the whole rest of your life and truly makes you better for everybody that you're around. That's kind of the backdrop of today's conversation. I can't wait to chat with her and figure out why she got to where she's doing because this is not exactly where she started. So with that, Brie Noble, what else should the audience know before we dive into uh, reigniting our passion?
1: Oh my goodness, just that intro got me so excited about what we're going to talk about. Um so let's see, something a little personal about me maybe is so I'm married, obviously, that's why I married into Noble. Um it's a much better name than I used to have. Um my husband is an English professor and I have two daughters, 8 and 13, and I'm actually juggling homeschooling one of my daughters right now. She decided to take a break from 8th grade. So that's kind of been my my little wrinkle this year in what I do in my schedule is working with her and, you know, math is kind of her struggle a little bit. And so that's that's what I have to focus on with her every day. So that's been an interesting, you know, combination with what I'm already doing and, and trying to to balance that. And other than that, I live in the mountains up near Yosemite, like 20 minutes south of Yosemite of the South Gate. And I love living in the mountains. And that's one of those great things about working as an internet professional is that I can live wherever I want. I love it.
0: I love it. And I love, I love that this little wrinkle, as you put it, has shown up because this is exactly who we're talking to, right? Folks that here's a curveball. Here's now you've got to make more time, something you didn't plan for. And somehow you make it work. And that's just the truth of it, right? Somehow you make it work without foregoing such a big part of your soul that it winds up being a detriment to the whole rest of your life. I'm sure you would be a lot lesser not only of a mom, but now of a teacher, to your daughter if your passion, if what you loved completely got shelved and put on a back burner.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you know, the cool part about her homeschooling is I'm able to work that into the school day as far as doing some music with her. So we were just doing like a voice lesson yesterday. And so I'm able to then share my passion with my kids at the same time, which is fun.
0: Okay, so now that we've uh, kind of gotten three steps ahead, I'll, you know, take the full blame for that. (laughs) Tell
1: everybody exactly what you do and why. Okay, so right now, I, uh, as Michelle said, I am a musician, but I've put that a little bit on the back burner. I still do the music stuff. I still perform. I still record. um, But I also am doing a lot to help other independent musicians, especially female artists, because I love working with female artists. I feel like they're underrepresented in the marketplace. And so what I've done is created this community of female artists, starting with promoting them on my radio station and my podcast, their music, um, and then just bringing them together to learn how to um, make a difference with music, how to help each other, how to um, you know, master all the business stuff that we don't like to do as creative sometimes that we kind of have to do. And you know, so I'm there to guide them and, and help them with all the things that they, they aren't so sure about, they aren't so confident about. Um, you know, they're all really great with music, but they aren't so sure how to get it out there, how to get people to notice them, how to get fans, all those things. So that's what I do. Okay, so let's back that up even further at what point in time, how, how did you wind
0: up here? I know I have a lot of listeners that maybe struggle with finding out what their purpose is or, you know, what is their true passion. So backing this up, talk to me about your, your entry level, even into music or the arts for that matter, where that love came from. I know that you've also uh, helped some folks out from a, from a finance perspective. So it is a bit unique to have a business mind as well as an artistic mind. A lot of people hold the belief, which I think, is quite limiting that both cannot exist at the same time and in fact they can and they have for you. So how how was your path played out such that music is an interest as well as the business side and then wrapping the two of them up to help others to do the same? How did that start?
1: Well, I always 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 loved music. I started out singing in church musicals and then I went on in high school to be in every choir that was available, do some solo competitions, and um, then I decided to go to college in perf- vocal performance. So I was doing that. And about my sophomore year, I thought, you know, if this music thing doesn't work out, I better have something to fall back on. So I was always good at math. And I thought, why not get a double degree in business? So and f- I focused on accounting and management. So I ended up doing that. And um, After school, you know, it was really good because my college, you know, for how good the program was that I was in, they gave me no guidance on what to do after school as far as to have a career in music. Like they just throw you out there on the street and like, good luck. So I was glad I had the business background because I ended up going to work in business all the while just hoping that I could do something in music, trying to do something on the side. Um, I lucked into finding a job at an opera company in Orange County, California. We were one of the top 15 companies in the country and I was the director of finance there. So, you know, I wasn't singing on stage, but I didn't really want to sing opera, but I got to kind of hang out with all the artistic people and do the business stuff and hand them their paychecks and make sure that we got our shows on stage and everything. And, you know, that was a great experience, but it just made me want to do music more. You know, because I was around all these artistic people, and I was just frustrated trying to to do these things on the side, and they were never working out. And so, um, finally, I ended up leaving that company because I had kids, and it just worked out with my life that it was time to go. And at that time, I had the freedom and space to figure out my music career, and that's how I got started. And I once I realized that I needed to to do it on my own, and I wasn't waiting for like someone to quote, discover me and, you know, pick me up and hand me this career. Once I figured out I needed to figure it out on my own, I worked really hard to find the right information that I needed and just do everything myself. And I found the right mentors along the way, thank goodness, or I would have never made it. But I did have a career in music where I performed and toured and recorded and all of that that I wanted to do. Um, at a level that it wasn't like taking over my life, I didn't really care about fame or anything. I just wanted, you know, to do music. I wanted music in my life. I wanted to express myself. And because of that experience of doing that for many years and then, you know, deciding to pull back on the touring, that was when I thought, you know, now that I've gone through all this and t- and testing and experience and all that, I want to share this with other artists because, If they were like where I was at, frustrated, not knowing how to get started, I want to help them with that so they don't have to feel this. I had like this 10 years of trying to do it on the side and not knowing how to do it and lots of failed attempts. And I wanted them to not have to deal with that. So that's kind of why I started the Female Musician Academy, Women of Substance Radio, you know, all the things that I've started to help women in music. So you touched on things that I want to stop
0: on for a second, because they're key components of this podcast and what I also firmly believe in, which is mentorship and the value of mentorship. It's what you're certainly doing now for many others. But I want to go back to the point in your story where you said, thank goodness I had some mentors along the way. I think that people, whether you talk about mentorship or coaching, think that I'll bring a life coach in once my life has completely fallen apart. I'll get a business coach when I've uh, you know, hit a certain plateau and I want to get up to the next level. I don't think most people would think of somebody in the arts needing a mentor. So I love the fact that without me saying, hey, bring up mentorship, that you actually did. So I want you to go back to that time in your life and Tell me why back then that was so important to you. And if somebody is listening, whether it's music or not, but somebody is listening in life right now that can resonate with the place you were in in life and why finding a mentor, somebody who has done what you want to do already and successfully that can help give you guidance, what that meant for you in in the time of your life when you needed it the most.
1: Truthfully, I wish I had been able to find like an official mentor or a coach or, you know, kind of somebody like me, but they didn't seem to exist. So what I did find was a group of female artists um, working in the inspirational and Christian space, which is mostly where I was working, um, called the Christian Divas, which is kind of funny. It's a very like oxymoron kind of thing, but um, it was a group of artists that was doing what I wanted to do. And they were just a little bit ahead of me. They had been doing it for a couple of years. And it just allowed me to basically follow exactly what they were doing and ask them questions and, you know, flesh things out. You know, did you try this? Did you try that? What do I do about this? And they were able to help me not because they were any kind of official mentor, but because they had been working in the space I wanted to work in And, you know, knew a little bit more than I did and they weren't like way ahead of me or anything, which is actually, I think, perfect when you first start to, if you can't find like an official mentor or coach, get into a group of people that's doing what you want to do and has had a little bit of success because then you can, you can kind of help each other and it's, it's not like they're going to be way ahead of you and they're going to look at you and go, Oh, this beginner, like, you know, they don't know anything Being on a similar level, but just finding people a little bit ahead, it helped me so much. And it took me so long to find that. I just happened upon um, another, I was actually going to a mom's group and, you know, we would have a, someone come in and do a presentation. And sometimes that might be a singer songwriter, not very often, but this particular one, she was doing kind of a program and then she had a few songs And I approached her afterward and, you know, started talking to her because she was doing what I wanted to do. And then she told me about this group and that was how I got plugged in. And, you know, it ended up I started doing exactly what she did. I visited mom's groups all over the West Coast after that once I kind of followed her, you know, prescription. So I would recommend that you guys just go around and look at people that are doing what you want to do and approach them. If they're, if they're on a level that's not, you know, crazy, you know, you're not going to walk up to Amy Grant or somebody like that and ask her how she did it because you don't have that kind of access. You want to find somebody that's just doing the smaller venues that you want to do. And, you know, don't be afraid to approach them. Hopefully they're a lot more down to earth than you think they are when you see them on the stage. Agreed. And this is what I love about this show
0: and being in conversations with people like you is is everybody needs to reach out to someone that is a little bit ahead or or maybe even a few steps ahead. And really, I think when, when people come from a humble place and just asking for help, you will be surprised how willing people are when when you've got a handout to reach back out and help pull you up. They're absolutely out there, those folks are everywhere, but you're never gonna know if you don't ask, right? And this thought that I'm an island and I've gotta figure it out on my own and nobody's gonna wanna help me, that's your own limiting belief that's gonna continue to hold you back. And this is a great example. Now there's, because of the courtesy of the internet, there's folks like you that people can reach out and find to be able to get that actual professional help, whether it's, you know, ideas through music or through business to help them get where they want to go. There's now no excuse. I mean, quite frankly, you're out there. So we may as well get to it right now. We're a little ahead of where I normally would ask this, but this is part of exactly what we're talking about. If someone's listening right now and they are maybe financially challenged musically and are thinking, gosh, I didn't know there was a community or help that I could get to maybe kind of tighten my ship up a little bit. How would somebody find you to be able to connect with you? Not only, you know, personally, but through your radio shows, if they just want to tune in and listen to more of what you're doing, how can they find you?
1: So I'd say the best thing that you can do at this point is join my free community. So I do have a paid community called the Female Musician Academy, you know, and it's, it's like a monthly um, payment that, you know, you have access to the community and a whole bunch of training. But if you're not even there yet, You can join the free community that I created at WOScommunity.com, which stands for Women of Substance Community. Um, And that's a free Facebook group. We've got like 1,300 members right now. And you can go and network with people. You know, I post a bunch of things every week to get people talking and um, encouraging them to support each other, to ask questions, to network with each other. If you're a writer and you need a singer, if you're a lyricist and you need a melody writer, you know, I try to connect those people because I do feel like that was how I got started. And had I not had that, I would probably still be frustrated and um, playing, you know, coffee shops for no money. (laughs) So, you know, I wanted to kind of start the ball rolling for some people. And many of those people in that free community, as time went on, have moved over to the paid community. But, you know, I want to let you guys get to know me, get to know the way I work in the community that I create. So definitely go to WOScommunity.com and check that out. Perfect. Now let's talk about your radio show. So if somebody wants to learn more or just tune in, how can they find you there? So if you go to WOSradio.com, um, there you can access the 24-7 radio station, all female artists. And you can also access our podcast. We have a podcast released every weekday. So you can click on radio or podcast. You can check out videos from our artists, You know, see our events, and you can contact us from there as well. Very cool. Okay, so see if you're listening, no excuse. If you're an artist of any kind uh,
0: and a female, jump on board. Now, I had mentioned before I hit the record button that there were a couple of specific things I wanted to talk to you about, one of which I know for a fact there are plenty of women listening. Who have gotten very busy with life. Just like yourself, all of a sudden now we're homeschooling. All of a sudden now we have to take care of maybe an elderly, you know, parent or relative, whatever it is that life throws a curveball where our time becomes very limited. And as women, it's very common that we put ourselves last on the list of things to take care of. And then little by little we kind of lose ourselves. We lose our soul, we lose our passion, and and then that spark also is gone, which affects the whole of our life. In the gals that you have mentored and coached and work with, talk to me about what you see when people start to incorporate that passion back in their life and the impact that that, that
1: has on the whole of their life. You know, it's interesting. I I had no idea when I started this, like what kind of artists I would attract. And I do attend to really attract artists like this who have kind of taken a break because that was me, you know, like I hadn't taken a break, but I couldn't figure it out. And I didn't really start my career until my daughter was three. So I get a lot of people saying like, now that I'm a mom, how do I, you know, how do I fit this into my life? Um, And then I get a lot of people that are like 50 and older And like you said, like they've devoted their life to corporate America or their kids, and they didn't even realize that they put this passion on hold. They're just like, oh, that's just something I used to do. And when they sometimes when it's like this magic number of like they hit 50 and they're like, I feel completely empty, like what's wrong? And then they're in search mode. And they figure out that it is that they've left their artistic passion behind. May it be music or art or writing or any of those things. And I've just seen like them completely lit up once they realize. But sometimes they just have completely forgot to the point of like they buried it way down deep. And once they finally discover that, they're just like on fire. I have a couple of people a few people in my group, one of which is in her 60s, and she is just like on fire. She is doing everything that I, you know, I suggest she's following all of the goal setting and marketing and really making some major progress. And, you know, creating programs for her, you know, the people that love her kind of music. And, you know, just, it's just so exciting to see that she's realizing that, you know, life is not over in her sixties, like she can actually reignite her career at that point, as long as she knows exactly who her audience is. She's not going to be playing bars. She's not going to be playing, you know, 20 something hangouts. Like she knows that. And now that she realizes that there is a huge audience for her style of music, she's more excited than ever. So I think that, that what happens is people think that they need to have the same music career that they would have had when they were 20. And that's where they get stuck. And they need to realize that there's a place for older artists in this world. There's definitely a place because there's plenty of older people that love the kind of music that you love. And you're not going to be playing for 20-somethings. And if you did, it would be weird. Like they wouldn't respond to you. You wouldn't respond to them. It wouldn't be a give and take kind of relationship. So once you realize that it's going to look different, it's not going to look like maybe what you were thinking of when you were twenty then once you let go of that, there's like a huge, huge opportunity on the horizon. And that's what I try to, to help people realize. And here's what I love. Speaking of,
0: there, you know, don't get caught up that it's too late or you're too old or too whatever. Stevie Nicks is 68 years old. Stevie is she Ni- really? Oh 68. my gosh,
1: she's awesome. She's still
0: touring. And I, I can promise you sounds every bit as good as she did decades ago. So, and here's, we just talked about mentorship. If you are being held back by something, stop and think, is there anybody out there doing what I want to do? So if you're 60 thinking, is there any other female that is in her sixties doing what I want to do successfully? I just threw one out. Yes, there are. So there's no such thing as, I can't do this because what you need to say is I have a limiting belief that I'm holding into my psyche that is allowing me to believe this story. But it's just that it's a story. And this community I love and there's communities out there in every which way, shape or form. I'm sure there is for artistry and sculpting and figure it out that you can be around people just like you who are doing what you want to do with extreme passion and making it work but you have got to surround yourself with like-minded people. So this is absolutely fantastic. It's a great time of year for people to start to reconsider. What did I, you know, put back on that park bench and walk away from maybe decades ago, or even if it was just a couple of years ago, these are things that when it makes your heart sing, it really will amplify the whole rest of your life. So I'm so fired up that we're having this conversation, especially when you talked about, you know, folks who are older, because it's one of the things that I hear, regardless of what it is in life is, well, you know, now I'm just too old. Now I just can't do that. And, and the reality is, I mean, I think 60 is the new 30. You've got a lot more maturity, you know, a lot more about who you are. So I think that comes out through your artistry as well
1: right? You're a lot more grounded in in what you're doing and truly knowing your audience. Yeah. And it's important to realize that, you know, when I talk to moms too, they think, well, how can I fit this in? But they've got an idea of what a music career would be like. It's going to be different when you're a mom, you know, and I tell them, look, I created my entire music career around the fact that I was a mom. I made it so I could tour with my kids. I performed at a lot of places that were mom centric and had babysitting, you know, so you can make that work. You just, you just need to know exactly what your and I always make my students figure out their core values because that will tell them what kind of career they're want, they want to shape.
0: Exactly. It doesn't mean that every musician has got to tour 40 weeks out of the year, right? Right. I mean, that's, that's the truth. And, and you know, let's, let's talk about moms that haven't figured out. I don't know. Beyonce's out there figuring it out. There's just <laughs> no such thing as it can't be done. Yes, it can again supporting yourself in whatever walk of life you're in it doesn't this isn't this podcast this specific episode is not even specific to music it's if you want to do something with your life and you haven't figured it out yet surround yourself with, find people, find a way. The internet is a great place to find people who are just like you, who have figured it out and ask them, Hey, what were those beginning steps and make that happen? So as we are kind of wrapping up already, it's amazing how fast time flies. If somebody is listening right now, and let's not make this specific to the musician, but let's make this specific to the person who has lost their spark. Who is listening to this thinking, gosh, I remember back in the day when fill in the blank, whatever it is that they were doing that they no longer are for whatever their reasoning. If you were to give somebody one piece of advice to say, hey, if this is you right now, you're starting your news, your New Year's resolution, you're wanting to bring this back in somehow, some way. What's the best piece of advice you have for that person?
1: And then it goes back to what we were saying before, get yourself into a community of like minded people or people that are doing what you want to do, because number one, that's going to help you bust through any limiting beliefs because you're going to see other people alongside you doing the things you want to do. People that are like you, not, you know, pie in the sky, like famous people, but people that are, you know, working just alongside you. They're going to be willing to help. They're going to reach out to you. You're going to make friends and that is just going to get you even more excited about doing music. You do not want to be an island when you're trying or anything, not just music. But you don't want to be an island when you're trying to be a creative. And we tend to do that because we think that, you know, our creativity is like our baby. And, you know, it's, it's, a, it's kind of like a lonely road, you know, like for me when I was a songwriter, you know, I just did it alone. And once I realized I could do it with other people, it opened up a whole new new excitement in me. So I think that a community is going to get you excited. It's going to bust limiting beliefs and it's going to give you the support system that you need.
0: I love it. And you know another one that's out there is meetup groups. If you haven't heard of meetup.com, you, there are people that meet up over every topic known to man. I mean, I just start throwing in you know, words into meetup groups just to see if there's such a thing. <laughs> it is, yep. there, there, there are meetup groups out there for, uh, literally, that salsa dance in parking lots on Tuesday nights. I mean, whatever it is, it's all out there. There's, there's uh, no reason to at all think that you're an island anymore in this world. So that said, final question that I ask everybody. Out of everything you have been through in your life and in your journey thus far, what is one thing that you absolutely believe to be
1: true? Um, The one thing that I believe to be true is that the more that you help other people, the more you help yourself. So that's one reason I'm such a big believer in communities, because you're going to get so much out of helping other people and then they're just going to give back to you and you're not going to even need to ask. And so just this symbiosis of working with other people is going to be, you know, the thing that grounds you. So, I mean, it's really based upon that quote, you know, the more you help other people, the more you, it helps you that that's the paraphrase, but that's truly what I believe. In, and that's why I'm such a big believer in community. And
0: truly, you are living a life that exemplifies that, right?
1: I mean, everything
0: that you love to do, you're giving it back so that people struggle a little bit less than what you did. And I, it's the reason for this podcast. I am a firm believer in everything we've gone through is to be able to help somebody struggle less in some way, shape or form than what we had to, which is exactly what you're doing. So I love it. I I love this conversation. I hope that people find it inspiring, even if it's nothing more than reaching out and finding a community of like minded folks in whatever it is they're doing, then uh, then I think we are mission accomplished. Awesome. Well, uh, Bree Noble, loved chatting with you. I hope that people jump on and join your community. All of this is gonna be in show notes. So uh, thank you so very much for sharing your passion and your light and your wisdom and, and truly the helping hand that you're giving so many folks that need it. I appreciate it immensely.
1: You are welcome, I love this discussion.
0: Thanks for listening in on this episode of the Game Changers podcast.
1: The next step is to hit the subscribe button to make sure you never miss an episode or any of our incredible guests. Thanks again, and we'll talk to you next time.